Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 13, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, I thought it was a pretty decent magic round, but there was a pretty frustrating Warriors loss that got heaps of headlines throughout the week. First of all, how was your weekend and what did you think of magic round? Evening, Brad. Uh, weekend was good. Um, was Yeah, I was really enjoying magic round up until our result obviously but um yeah i'm not so disheartened by that we'll cover it more but um yeah it was it was good some really good matches how, how was your weekend yeah it was pretty good um as you say i, I really enjoyed the the footy this weekend um warriors game yeah it was disappointing but not as bad as it would have been in, in years past yeah um so I, I came out of that match disappointed but still a bit more confident about the year to come so um but yeah we'll cover that more as we go on but while we're here live on wednesday evenings 8 p.m we also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, spotify all those places just remember to search for new zealand sport radio um as always we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league including our stories of the week um a review of magic round an update on our tips We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other. We'll then preview round 11 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of Super League. Um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. Um, see, we've got Ken, Simon, Jacko and all that are here. Um, we may as well jump straight into the top stories of the week, Richie. Yeah, sounds good, buddy. Um, I tried to help us out a little bit because Paul's back tonight and I didn't want us to go long. So I've reduced our news stories because there's kind of one story that's kind of taken over everything on this side of the Tasman. Mm. And basically so on the How do we define long? We under four hours? Is that, is that, is that short? We're on, our, we're on our way to two hour shows. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, tra- yeah. we're trending that way. With the NRLW coming, it will probably happen. Um, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, obviously um, there was the Warriors loss to the Panthers in the weekend. And um the one NZ CEO, uh, Jason Paris, got himself in the news um, tweeting about the Warriors' loss 
questioning if the refs had money on the game. He did backtrack the cheating element of his tweet, but maintains that there's a level of bias towards the Warriors. Um, NRL have been um, rumoured to look into what they can do about his comments, and the referees are looking at a potential defamation case. I've got his backtrack tweet here, so I'll just read it out before I before I throw it to you. Um, he said, I don't think that the NRL refs cheats. No one comes onto the field to do that, but you can't argue with some of the inconsistencies against the Warriors, and it happens every single week. You go, mate. What, what, what do you think of all this? <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of drama around this, isn't it? Um, I think had his backtracked tweet been the first tweet, um, you know, maybe that's probably more more appropriate. But yeah, I, obviously, and he put it in his words. He's he was in the heat of the moment, coming from a passionate yeah. fan's point of view. Um, you know, we've probably said similar things in the past in a group chat, but it's not, we're not CEOs of a main sponsor and putting it out, broadcasting out to an open audience, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's and like Simon said, it's not a good look, the major sponsor, particularly that he used the word, the words cheating, cheating of the highest order, I believe it was. Um, yeah, doesn't come across the greatest. I... I I was probably feeling a little bit the same way watching the game and some of the calls, not just this game, the past 25, 30 years. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you probably overstepped the mark a wee bit. I don't know what the NRL can do with it, but it'll be interesting no, to see. There, there's talks they might find him, they might find the Warriors. Um, I, I was talking with Paul before we went live. Um, there was... Um, yeah, I don't see them going to court. I don't see it working well. There's too much crap around it. I'm trying to find, I don't have a less eloquent way of saying it. But um, like I was saying to Paul, there's all the complications. If the refs do take him to court, what does that do to the NRL? Does that mean that those refs that are taking him to court aren't allowed to officiate any Warriors games while it's happening? Mm. And things of that nature. Um, and you know, do the NRL really want it to go to court and then say the refs do get a, a call wrong in a Warriors game? Does that strengthen his argument against them if they're in battle with him? So I, I think it's going to go nowhere. I think there might be like a tap on the shoulder saying, um, you know, can you can you keep it quiet? What, what do you got there, Paul? I can't even read it. Oh, I was just putting the tweet up. Oh, yeah. On, on the screen uh, yeah. there. It does. Yeah, I was trying to have a quick search and couldn't find the um, uh, the uh, the original one that he put. But I'll have. A, I'll see. If, I'll see if I can find it. All right. But yeah, I think there's. Um, I, I was telling Paul a funny story because um, I do believe there is a bias, but we all have biases, ourselves yeah. included. Mm -hmm. um, it's an unconscious bias. It does exist. There's been studies um, in like football and things, and says it does happen. Um, Paul Kent, um, friend of the show. He um, <laughs> he did a he did a great sentence. He said, "There's no unconscious bias, but if you're a top tier team against a bottom tier team, you're going to get the rub of the green, which is unconscious, unconscious bias." bias. Yeah. So he was well, like, "No, no, 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 isn't no, no. It's either unconscious bias or conscious bias." <laughs> yeah, it's bias. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not going to change. I think the reason it's blown up is because the Warriors have faced 
Melbourne, Roosters, and Panthers in three weeks. Those are all teams that will have that bias because of the caliber of team they are. If it was, you know, we played them over the space of like two months, it wouldn't be as much. But it's the fact you had them back to back to back. Every like iffy call is going to swing their way. Um, it's not right, but it's just what it is. Um, I don't know how they're going to fix it, but um, yeah, yeah I think it's just a lot of pent up frustration. He's a sponsor; he donates money to the club, and to see after COVID and everything, they get those three teams in eleven days as well. Mm. It's yeah, it's not great. Um, yeah, which is kind of like what he what he's saying there, right? Um, fed the game by referees. Um, look, the um. I'm having a look at his uh, his his account. He's only got four thousand followers. I mean, that's not very many, folks. Um, you think that um, I have got some? Um, oh, yeah, uh, look at the humble brag here. Come on, Where's my other? I can't even find myself. No, this, this is not very good, is it? Um, but um, I've got some. Um, yeah, I've, I've got like um, uh, sorry, eighteen thousand followers. I mean, the, as I was saying to you previously. I don't think this 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 becomes nothing unless he gets picked up by a paper and gets put in the papers, um, and that's why it's not so much the the, the, the tweet; it's the fact that, that uh, a journalist has found it and then quoted it that I think has made this one blow up. I, I don't think it would have uh, would have even registered if um, if it hadn't been put into the uh, put put into the papers. Mm. Yeah, and um, Simone Metalhead there commented about Fonzie. Um, that was the podcast I was telling you about, Paul, that I've listened I've listened to half of it before our show. But um, he said, like, it's more the NRL doesn't respect the Warriors as a club. And it's, yeah. Um, I think the treatment they've got since the COVID break kind of shows that way. Um, and he also had the good analogy about bias about the children. I told Paul um, he made an analogy that, if you've got a, re- you'll know this, Richie. If you've got a really good kid, and then you've got a couple of duds like like you do, um, yeah. you know, and they're in they're in a room. <laughs> you leave the room, you hear something fall off the wall or break, and then you go into that room. You're looking straight at one of the bad kids, right? You're not looking at the good one. Um, it's that type of thing. Um, I've but, just bastardized the way, eloquent way he said it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's yeah it's interesting but yeah do you think anything's going to come of it um i know my question kind of goes like this later on so i don't mean about the warriors but i mean about the actual situation with um mr paris something's probably going to come of your comments because now my if my kids see this they're probably trying to figure out who the dad is mate uh, we all know but um (laughs) um yeah i'm with you man i don't know what 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 could come of it really? I mean, what can the NRL don't have anything to do with with one NZ? I mean, obviously they're our major sponsor. I don't they can't they can't do anything to the club really. The club hasn't had it didn't have anything to do with it. And I think all, and all they've the distanced themselves from yes, the as well. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like all the all the talk coming out of Webby and, and the players, uh we've got to own what we can control and, and you know we're not worrying about about things like that so yeah yeah i don't think much will come of it and um but yeah it's i do like that the club that i can tell i could i can't guarantee it because i'm not in there but i'm pretty sure the comments that he said are probably comments they're sharing internally 
Um, but that's they're not leaning on that because the last thing you want is that to seep into the player base. Yeah. Where anytime there's a bad call, they they drop their heads because this team has been, you know, regardless of the the last three weeks, they've been really good. And the moment you let those mental mind games start to come in, that's when you're going to see them kind of yeah. fall down the other side, which we don't want. Yeah, and the other thing that one, one thing you had mentioned pre thing was that maybe um, that the NRL would uh, invoke the Telstra clause and mean that um, when one New Zealand uh, um, sponsorship comes up, they're not allowed to renew it. Um, but um, looking at Jason Paris there on uh, on Twitter, um, he's uh, giving a lot of love towards Telstra, saying that Telstra have always been and continues to be excellent to work with, even when we were called Vodafone and they had a competitor with the same name in Australia. They let it go for the good of the game. They are great sponsors. So he's clearly buttering up for yeah. uh, keeping on good terms with Telstra, which is um, handy to see. He, know, he's, uh, he knows which side is, uh, his toast is buttered on that one. Yeah. And um, they, yeah, if they wanted to try to oust them as a sponsor, it's they can do it, I guess, but it's going to be more trouble than it's worth because the bad blood you'll get from like effectively taking – I don't know how much money they give them. It's like at least a million a year they give the Warriors as a sponsorship. If you're taking a million out of the out of the kitty, um, yeah, I, it's it wouldn't be a good look for the NRL. And we know with Abdo and Volandis, they love to be looked at in a nice light. So mm. things like that won't go with them. Um, and we're we're one of the more profitable clubs for the NRL too, aren't we? Um, yeah, I, I I can't I don't have the stats on it, but from what I can remember, well, if yeah, they always it, talk about it. I think there's only one team over here, yeah. and you get a whole TV deal over here because of them, or it, it definitely inflates it. If there's three or four teams here, they'd be less profitable because you obviously it's split between them. But as a one team, yeah, you got to say it's got to be um, it's got to be good for them. Uh, look, it's it'll blow over, I think. But uh, the only the only I think the only thing that they could do is is to, is try to invoke that Telstra clause. And I say Jason seems to have. Uh, been uh, very quick to um to try and make sure that doesn't happen mm. yeah and the coming uh, from some old middlehead there saying like if the referee set a president all bottom eight teams just want um it to be fair on both sides we don't want special treatment against the dogs this friday and that's true we um you just want a fair a fair shake like yeah um that we'll get into it more in the game but um jackson ford simbin i can take that on the chin i think i said that to you during the match saying like I don't agree with the call, but that's what's been happening the last few weeks. If that tackle happens, you get sent to the bin. But the a Panther, I think it was Isaiah Yale, did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, he did the same thing and didn't get it. And it's that. If he had been some bin as well, there'd be no talk about it. Um, so for Kula with the with the strike, and yeah. then Latrell Mitchell does three strikes worse than that in one play in the next game. Yeah, so it, it's, it's more nothing. things like that. If um, I, I I do want to move on from all of the the refs are bad talk because it does make us look like whingers. And um, I try my best in my my reviews to like I the last two weeks I've had to talk about it um, just because there were some howlers. But in all three games, I still remain regardless of the calls. The Warriors still had a chance themselves to win. Mm. Um, so. It's not a, the refs cost us the game. So I don't want that to come across that that's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, the refs have always been bad. I, I know I played for long enough and I argued with every single ref I've met. Um, Me too. 
so yeah, they're, they're just not very good at their jobs. You know, it's just part of it. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to more, more friendly news. Um, a bull um, broke free from its handler <laughs> and ran around on the pitch um, while Catalan's players were warming up in the Super League. Um, this is a so good, guess, serious, hard-hitting news. Yeah, um, it was funny. Like, no one was hurt, thankfully. But um, yeah, I don't know if it was the crowd um spooked it and um it was actually funny because if you watch it all these big footy players were like running and jumping into the crowd and there was like this this middle-aged lady kind of just stood her ground and the ball came up to her and she grabbed its lead and took it back so the 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 handler it's like all these big scary tough men uh were running away but um yeah i just thought it was funny and i thought it was a good little story to put on the uh the end of all that, the heavy talk about the refs. But what's your take on um, the bull? And is there any animal, uh, any animal you would like to see come out uh, with the NRL teams to potentially break out and think? We've very really only got the Broncos to have a little pony. Um, have a tiger at the Tigers game. Tigers could be dangerous or a panther. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't I think they should have a. They should have a big aquarium along one side and have sharks swimming around. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Just put one, put one in a little bathtub there. Um, yeah, I I did look into like the reason why there was one there because it was um, Saint Helens versus the Dragons, so there was no bull thing. But it was I think the owner um, Simon will probably fill us in better. I think the owner of Catalans, he you know breeds um, bulls, and it was like one of his prized ones, so he was basically just showing it off. And, um, yeah, I was going to say it's lost. It should have been at a Bradford game. Yeah, and yeah, Simon said you could follow. Um, you could have a dolphin from SeaWorld for the next Dolphins game. Yeah, um, that's like Ace Ventura's movie where they had um, the Miami Dolphins with the little yeah. tank in the corner. Yeah. Um, well, we'll write all these down and send them to the NRL for ideas. But um, yeah, next we I did cut down the news, but I got a few little ones. Um, Matt Lodge. Is rumored to be um, shopped around to other clubs by the Roosters as they look at ways they're trying to keep Jared Warrior a hard grace for another season. Um, I don't know if anyone's willing to really take Lodge. Um, he's still a good player, don't get me wrong, but you know his track record of leaving contracts earlier than he should be um, doesn't put you with a lot of confidence. Um, Jacko said Lodge to Manly. Wouldn't surprise me. They've got um, what's-his-face. I can't even remember his name now, Richie. Um, Aaron Woods. They grabbed Aaron Woods. They'll grab anyone there. Um, I think he's still got some some time with him. And, yeah, Roosters for salary cap issues. In all honesty, I, I feel like he'll probably still be there. Um, and they'll find they'll find a way, as they well, always do. Aren't they talking about, in the media, possibly Suali'i being released early? That could be the window to sign Matt Lodge. Yeah. sign Matt Lodge. Or, or a Jared? Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I forgot to put that in our news. So we'll put it in here now. There's rumours coming out that the Roosters are looking at letting Joseph Suwali'i go early. His form's kind of dipped, um, it's fair to say. Um, Phil Gould came out and said he doesn't think it's true, um, but thinks it's more of a leak this to the media. So Joseph, you know, sorts his shit out and actually starts performing again. Um, but, yeah, what's your take? Do you think Sawali is going to leave early? Be, well, 
he said he wasn't going to, but we know the Roosters are can be pretty cutthroat and, and you know, can chop people and bring new people in at the drop of a hat. So um, I think if we go off Joseph's word, then he'll stay, but wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he would be cut loose as well. You're a brave man taking an NRL player at their word. Yeah, true, um, especially especially a young man like Soaliti who's sort of flipped and flopped on, on contracts Yeah, already in um, his young career. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I'm sure we'll get some news when it actually happens and talk about it at a later date. But, yeah, it's interesting um, times at the Roosters. Um, I think they're, they're feeling a little bit of pressure at the moment. Um, so, yeah, there might be some movers and shakers there. But speaking of moving on, uh, Ben Eichen. He's left his role with the Broncos and he's now been announced as the CEO of Queensland Rugby League. I think he starts that job at the end of May. Um, but what's your take on that? You know, I think he had a lot of work to do at the Broncos and they seem to be heading in the right direction. But I think this job at Queensland Rugby League was kind of more what he was interested in. It's like a, mm. a bigger role. Um, and he's very switched on. Um I can honestly say I barely watch 360 now that he left. Yeah. Um, that That's more of a I don't like Braith and Asta thing yeah. than a, anything else. But I really liked his thoughts on all the things that happened in the NRL when he was on that show. And, um, yeah, I think he'll do well for them there. Yeah, I think so. And I don't think it's much coincidence that once he took up a role at the Broncos, they started making um, some pretty, pretty big moves there. A lot of tough times prior to his arrivals. Um, yeah. And there's been rumours of him sort of not seeing eye to eye with uh, Kevy Walters too. So don't know if that had something to do with it as well. But, um, yeah, I think he'll go well with Queensland. Obviously, that's a role that'll suit him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, congrats to him for that. And um, hopefully it does well. See, we've got a, a comment from Nicholas um, about a ridiculous mindset of the week um, from Paul Kent. He said, yeah, maybe the Warriors don't get calls going their way because they're not usually a top eight team. Solution, be a top eight team. Um, how do you become a top eight team <laughs> if your matches aren't officiated in a non-biased manner? He doesn't yeah, always make a lot of sense, Paul Kent. No. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I can try to – I can see what it, – it's that, you know, just be better. Uh, it's not helpful, but you know it's not wrong either. But yeah, it's yeah. I, I we could sit here for hours talking about Paul Kent's opinions on things. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll go in. I only did one signing. I know there's been a few, um, but I've just gone Royce Hunt. He's extended his stay with the Sharks until the end of 2025. I think Jaden Campbell extended yeah, Jaden um, Campbell. yesterday yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll make it two there. Um, what's your take on both of those? Because there was all that talk about Campbell getting um, pinched to be an eel. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Both both signings good. Obviously, Royce Hunt's established at the Sharks now, and he he brings a lot of mongrel to their pack. And Campbell, pretty obvious, he's a, a gun for the future. Um, following in his old man's footsteps at the um, at the Titans as well. So I think he enjoys it there. So yeah, good, yeah. good for both. I do like seeing someone like him who is a talent not taking his ball and going home because he's not starting all the time. Yeah. Um, we've seen so often, um, 
you know, he's willing to buy this time. That could be a bit of his dad's wisdom coming through mm. and his dad saying like, you could jump and be a first grader tomorrow if you jump, but is that going to be better for you in a few years? Um, or you stay here, learn the craft and go through gradually. Um, that's the way I prefer to see the youngsters come in. Um, mm. But yeah, it's good to see um, some smart decisions, but going to injuries now. Um We've got, we've got a couple. We've got three head knocks and uh, a destroyed knee. So um, Mitchell Moses from the Eels, Egan Butcher from the Roosters, and Jackson Ford from the Warriors are all on the 11-day stand-down for head knocks. And then Ed Cossey from the Warriors um, has uh, – I just had knee injury, but they <clears throat> had a press release recently just before we went live. He's got a medial femoral condyla fracture. Um, which I think means a bung knee, Richie. Yeah, it um, does. <laughs> and he's going to be out for five to six weeks. Um, so there were people I know that were at Magic Round, and like we were talking when he was hobbling around saying, you can't keep him out there. Yeah, he, There's something wrong. He's got to come off. And then some of those guys that were there said um, that, you know, he was in tears when he came off the field. Mm. Um, so we knew it was bad. But, yeah, five to six weeks – He's been really good this year, so it's disappointing to see him out, but hopefully, you know, he gets right and he can come back as soon as he can. Um, but what's your take on those injuries? Yeah, I'm the first three, just 11-day concussion period, so pretty standard there. Just gutted for Ed. Um, like you say, he's been going really well. It's been a bit of a breakout year for him. He seems to uh, have taken really well to Andrew Webster's style of of play and 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 he injured himself doing a big play. You know, he came out of the line and whacked Stephen Crichton. Um, it was a really big play, and it's just unfortunate he, he um, went knee to knee with him because yeah, he's he's been going really well. I was devastated he didn't get tackled the week Crichton got it for tackling Dylan. Walker yeah, I know. Cossie's one was I, better. Cossie's one was better. Um, but yeah, um, and I give him credit, you know, that injury doesn't sound good. And he was out there for a lot longer than he should have been. And he even, you know, diffused a try at one point when he was yeah. on, you know, one leg. So, you know, he was showing he was tough. But yeah, thinking in the long term, um, get him off. But yeah, so that was it for the injuries. Um, I did see Jacko mentioned about Turbo's. I think Turbo is asking about Turbo's injury. I think he's still got the same one he's had. Um, you know, from last year, and I think it just hasn't come right. But mm. they've decided, um, you know, a, a sixty to eighty percent turbo is better than no turbo at all. I guess. I, but, um, <laughs> I think you're going to cover him a bit. Yeah. When we talk about that game, aren't you? Yes. So um, we'll move on to Naughty Boy Corner. First week in what seems like forever, Richie. No suspensions. Um, but there were four players charged. Yeah. Um, Corey Waddell and Murata Nakora got $3,000, and Jackson Ford and Jermaine Tanoa Brown got a grand each. Um, I don't think any of them were really that bad. Um, yeah. I'm thankful that no one got suspended. I thought Jackson Ford was going to get thrown under the bus for his, you know, hip drop tackle and miss some games. But, um, yeah, hopefully we don't see any suspensions because it will make our show quicker. Because uh, I think I'm blaming that because we had so many suspensions every week. We did. Tanoa Brown's one was funny. Um yeah, back yeah. in the old, back when we grew up watching league, Brad, those two 
and Warrior Hargraves and Tenor Brown would have just belted each other. Um, but now what it's come to is they're just Jared was standing there saying, I'm, I'm going to crack you. I'm going to crack you. It was hilarious. It is an interesting way to get a penalty, though. If yeah. you stop, like, if you refuse to play and say, I'm going to punch him, ref. Um, <laughs> and then the ref's like, no, it's a penalty and gives you a penalty. Um, but yeah, um, interesting time. So we'll move into Magic Round. We've been jibber jabbering enough, Richie. Yep. So um, first game was Friday, the Raiders defeating the Bulldogs 34 to 30. If you want to give me that rundown. Yep. As you said, 34 to 30 to the Raiders was six tries to five for the Raiders. Jordan Rapana got two. Xavier Savage got one. Matt Timuko, Hudson Young, and Jared Croker with a six try scores there. Um, five tries for the Bulldogs. Jacob Preston with two. Jake Avarillo with two. And Hayes Perrin with one. That was the scoring. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll start us off um, talk about the winners, the Raiders. Um, I thought the Raiders started with a hiss and a roar. Um, it looked like they were almost scoring at will, um, but they started to slow down in that second half, which we've seen before. You know, I was starting to get concerned because, you know, I picked them. So mm. I need all the bloody picks I can get. Um, but, yeah, they did enough to hold on. Um, very, very courageous effort from them there. Um, four wins in a row now. Um, mm-hmm. They're building steam, and I, I think the attack is there. Um, they just need to work a bit more on their defensive reads, kind of similar to what I say about the Titans. You know, yeah. it's great to score 34 points, but if your opposition's scoring 30 points, it's a little bit of a red flag as well. Mm. So, um, but yeah, what was your take on the Raiders? Yeah, I thought they started nice and fast, um, then had a hint of a Raiders fate, but. Credit to them for holding on. Like you say, that's their fourth win in a row. So they're building nicely. They're not they're not blowing teams away, but the Raiders seldom do. Um, mm. They often grind out wins. So, I mean, it's good signs there. They started a bit slowly this year, but when you look at them now, they're in they're in a lot better position at this point of the season than they were last year. And then yeah. we know they went on to to go all right last year. So, um, yeah, that they, they should be encouraged. Yeah, and uh, your take on the Bulldogs? Pretty much rinse and repeat all my all our comments from the past few weeks about them. Um, they've got plenty of ready-made excuses uh, for why they haven't been winning games with their injuries and whatnot, but um, th- this Bulldogs side this year has a lot more grit to them than the Dogs teams of the past few years. Obviously, new signings, new coach, new way of doing things, so uh, it's, it's still promising for them once they get all their – the uh, cattle back yeah um i kind of got the same i said they show composure in their attempt to chase down the lead but i think they just had a few too many errors and some poor discipline that let them down um and yeah as you said once those pieces start coming back some of those players they'll get back into that um form um you know it's amazing that josh had a card magically making it back earlier than expected this week yeah. against the warriors but um if he is back, it's a massive addition. Um, he's been sorely missed. But um, there's some good young talent in there doing doing great things as well. So the future's bright for the Bulldogs. Um, it's probably just not as bright as I anticipated this year was going to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, your player that stood out? I had to go with Matt Timoko. I think you did as well. Yeah, I did, yeah. It's just barnstorming. Yeah. Um, 
he seems to do it every week now. And, you know, he makes a heck of a lot of metres, ton of tackle bus, uh, got a try, try assists. So, you know, I had to go with him. would love to see him um, get some regular game time international level. Yeah, I've got some of the stats here. I went with him too. He ran for 200 metres, um, had a line break, two line break assists and two try assists. So um, kept himself heavily involved. And yeah, I think he deserves more time um, mm. playing first grade. So yeah, great to see. Um, but we'll move on. Move on to the next game on Friday. Broncos uh, defeating Manly 32-6, to if you want to give us that rundown. Yeah, you bet. Um, six tries to one. Unfortunately, if you're a Manly fan, so for the Broncos, Selwyn Cobo grabbed a hat trick. Billy Walters, Jesse Arthurs, and Herbie Farnworth grabbed the other tries. And one try to Manly, Ben Trevojevic, in the 77th minute. So a wee consolation try there to avoid the donut. Otherwise, yeah. a pretty miserable night for the for the Seagulls. Yeah, so talking about the Broncos first, um, first and foremost, I thought they were very brave um, in this away match. Um, we know they get a lot of home games. Um, we give them crap every week, but to win an away game is something to to be really proud of for them. So congrats, That's Brisbane. Um, but yeah, they made it look easy. It was basically a training run from start to finish. Um, they are a dangerous side, um, but I want to see if that continues when they actually get to leave Brisbane. I, I think I don't have the stats. I think they've left. Have they only left once so far? Uh, they went to left Queensland. I mean, um, they played Pen- Penrith round one. Um, yeah. I'm sure they may have left one more time. I'm just trying to think of which game it was. So like two remember. times, two times, yeah, leave one or two times in ten rounds um, is is pretty fortunate. Um, but yeah, um, what was your take on Brisbane? Yeah, they made light work of it. Uh, back to their attacking best after a poor game. The week before against the Bunnies, but um, yeah, back to their attacking best. I think they might find things a bit harder come Origin period because I think they'll lose a few. But I mean, at full strength, uh, the, this Broncos team look a real threat to any team, and I think they've set themselves up well enough now with with a good enough record that they they can afford to drop a couple games at Origin period, and they'll still they'll still canter into the top eight. Yeah, well, the, this we saw what happened when they didn't have Mam and um, Haas. Yeah, yeah. Go in, I think that first game they missed Origin is Napier um, when they play the Warriors. So they will be without Haas, Carrigan, mm. um, Walsh might be gone as well. Um, they got they got at least at least four that will potentially be out. Yeah, maybe Capewell. Maybe Capewell. So um, yeah, we'll get uh, yeah we'll get the baby Broncos. So um, but yeah, they've built enough of a lead at the moment that you know if they go, end up losing the three games during Origin, that's not too bad. Um, mm. But yeah, your take on Manly before we forget that there was actually another team. Oh, it didn't seem like there was another team on the night. Um, yeah, really poor night out for Manly. Uh, they were never in the race. Um, Error-ridden performance. Nobody really standing up for any positive reasons. Um, they've looked a very up-and-down team this year. And, yeah, this week was a pretty big down week for them. Yeah, I've kind of said the same. Um, they never really fired a shot. Um, too many errors. Their their attacking shape was predictable, um, which made it easy for Brisbane to defend. 
um, they need more from their stars um, if they want to get back into the eight, um, which I think will segue into your player that stood out. Um, but who was that? Yeah, I put Tommy Turbo because we know at his best, he stands out for all the right reasons, but at the moment he's just standing out because it doesn't look like Tommy Turbo out there. Physically, he's out there, but he's not affecting games like like we know he does when he's at full fitness. I think he's still lacking a lot of confidence from his injury. Um, yeah, and like you said, maybe they conceded that 70%, 80% Tommy's better than no Tommy, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, it's very short-term mindset from the club if that is i'm speculating we can't yeah. say for sure that's what but it's clear that he's not 100 percent um but the fact of the matter is when he's sitting there recovering um they're losing so yeah. um but yeah he went to the states and had all that treatment and you know it's hard to it's hard to say it didn't work because he's back but he yeah he's not 100 percent and ryan puppenhausen still isn't playing so it's it's not like you come back magically cured but i think yeah if they confidence could be a big thing you know basically when he gets into open space and you know puts his ears back he breaks something so that's Mm. always going to be in the back of your head thankfully um i'm not built that way so i've never had that worry um (laughs) well injury prone or built for speed injury prone but not built for speed i I can't (laughs) i can't pop a hammy um, I, I couldn't even tell you where they are. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not looking good for Manly at the moment. Um, but, yeah, if they, they're going to get better, they need him to get better. But yeah. I cheated. My player was Sal and Cobo. Um, you know, when in doubt, pick the guy that got a hat-trick. Um, it's not really cheating. He was really good. He, he's really hit a stride this year. So um, great to see him doing well. Um Great his intercept try it was really good and you know yeah. the sound from that crowd when he got the ball and was gone it was great um, but yeah I thought he he's been having a stellar year and long may it continue um, mm. put him in Origin so he doesn't have to play us yeah yeah absolutely I think they they will too so there's another yeah. one that that'll be out that's good yeah so um, next game uh, Panthers beating the Warriors that's <laughs> eighteen six Richie. Um, won't yeah. take you as long, but you want to give us the rundown. Yeah, for sure. So three tries to one. Dylan Edwards, Brian Toor, Spencer Lenu, and one try for the Warriors, Adam Fenua Blake. Uh, yeah, go on. Take us away, Brad. Um, well, despite all the, the 20 minutes we talked about referees at the start of the show, the Panthers played well here. Um, not their best by far, but um, they did play well. Um, they directed the game well. They didn't score a lot of points, admittedly, but they squeezed the life out of the Warriors and refused to let them back into the match. You know, um, Cleary was just playing the territory game. Um, and it's, you know, as close as it was for the Warriors, it's really hard to try to get back into the game when you're spending, you know, almost your whole set deep in your own half just trying to get out. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a good game from the Panthers. Um, not too much to criticise from them. Um I think, yeah, the Warriors' defense needs to be shown a bit more respect than what the, a lot of people in Australia have been saying, like how, you know, the Panthers just really looked a bit bit iffy on attack. Yeah. 
It was more them. I think it's just the Warriors' defense has got a lot better. But you mm. know, winning by twelve—that was my prediction in my review. Panthers by twelve. So um, I finally got one. But yeah, thought it was a decent outing for the Panthers. What about you? Yeah, they defended staunchly, as they always do. Um, they won the key moments as the game wore on. Admittedly, with a little bit of rub of the green, um, maybe that's my unconscious bias talking. Um, yeah, which have now but, made conscious. Yeah, <laughs> but a very typical Penrith win, you know. Even when they're not performing at A plus standards by by their standards, um, yeah. they still find a way to get the result. Um, so yeah, um, typically professional win from them. And your thought on the Warriors? Um, very courageous to hang in there, which has become a hallmark of our team. Uh, really happy with the defence especially given we played 20 minutes with 12 men. Um, the six points, obviously, six points this week. Uh, we got nothing against the Roosters, but the Panthers so often keep points to 12, 10, 8, 6. But their defense is just so hard to crack. So yeah. um, I'm keen to see what we do with our attack this week against the Dogs. Yeah, um, I got a lot of pushback in my review this week. A lot of people don't like me anymore, it seems. But um, I was getting pushback because I said I thought the Warriors looked the better team for the first 20, but they died off in the final 60. Mm. Um, they Yeah, they just lost a lot of steam, as I said, with the Panthers forcing them to play deep. Um, you know, losing Kossi early on, having to like try to protect him while he was out there. Um, then, you know, two Simbins, um, a forced HIA, Ford not returning from a head knock. There was a lot of circumstances that were going against them. But to their credit, they conceded one try in that 20 minutes. They had 12 men yeah. against the Panthers. So as soon as that happens, you expect it just to open the floodgates. But the Warriors, to their credit, um did really well in keeping the score low. You don't want to be that team that everyone praises for their heart and courage and you lose every week, though. So we need to to see them step up, um, get some more wins. The three games just gone were the three that we're all worried about. Um, They're gone. You know, the light's at the end of the tunnel now, hopefully. So good things moving on. Um, But, yeah, uh, we'll talk about it more later, but a must-win game this week. Your player that stood out? Mm, I picked somebody from the losing team. I went with Sean. Wasn't always perfect. Couple of funny kicks, but um, oh, his kick thought, chase was on though. No, that's that's what I mean. Effort yeah. areas. Um, but he just he had that hunger and that look in his eye, like he wanted to pick the team up, put them on his shoulders. Little flashes of vintage Sean, where he did the off the right foot and made a line break grubber ahead. Chase his own kick, forces it, repeats it. That's vintage, old school Sean. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still loving what I'm seeing from Sean. Yeah, we didn't even mention it. Um, there was the rumours of him becoming a tiger. Um, it's we, rubbish. It's rubbish. Um, <laughs> don't want to segue into news from there, but yeah, I don't see it happening. Um, that's why I didn't even put it in the news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my player to stand out was Nathan Cleary. Um, you know. Thought he was he was super courageous after getting almost knocked unconscious by Sifakula with that vicious attack. <laughs> um, you know, 
But, you know, he, in all seriousness, he just directed the side well. He was pinpoint with the kicks and, you know, it was a cleary performance. Um, good effort. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well done. Well done to them. So we'll, we'll move on pretending that game never happened. Yeah. Yes, um, next up, Sharks losing to the Dolphins, 36-16. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Big, big result. Uh, was six tries to three for the Dolphins. Isaiah Katoa, uh, the hammer, Tabuai Fado, uh, Valence Tefari got two, the big man on debut. Uh, Connolly Lemuelu and Tissi New grabbed the tries for the Dolphins. Three tries for the Sharks, Ronaldo Mulitalo, William Kennedy, and Teg Wilton. Yeah, surprise. I got caught on the hop there, Brad. I. <laughs> Obviously, to the sharks. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you and I both picked the sharks. Simon was the only one who picked the dolphins. That's um, that's yeah. amazing, Simon. Great work. Surprising outcome here. Um, but we've got. I put on my notes. I've got to. I think we've got to stop underestimating the dolphins. Um, they got attacking threats all over the park. Their defense is solid. Isaaco is accurate with the kicking tee this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it sh- they should remain in the top eight for the remainder of the season. I, I don't see, you know, we were talking about their depth and I feel like they're, they've really settled in with those players that hit the bring up and are doing good. You know, Cody Nickareem is actually looking like an NRL player again. Mm. Um, you know, um, little Katoa, he's, you know, he's barely out of the nappy with, I think, had three halves partners and looks like a season pro. He's doing really well. Um, Valence, um, you know, gets pulled in, does well. They're, they're just really all playing. In fact, I forgot to mention it last week. It was Wayne Bennett's 900th game. Yeah. Um, we should have thought about that when making our tips, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a solid outing from the Dolphins, and they're, they're really um, been a great story for 2023. Um, but what, what did you think about them? Yeah, first of all, it hurts a little bit seeing, like you say, Cody play so well. You and Aitken's playing bloody well. It's yeah, it hurts a little bit. But I've got no doubt left of me anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna start tipping them more often. I think um, what Wayne Bennett's got this team doing is so impressive. They play simple, run yeah. hard, defend hard, play for each other. They've proved time and time again this year that's no fluke. So I think I think they're a big problem for any team in the comp. And your thoughts on on the sharks? I don't know. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> They've looked they look really good the past few weeks up until this week. Um, they got blown off the park early, conceded thirty points by half time, and there's never really a hint of them getting close in this game. You know they they went got back to back tries just prior to half time, but outside of that, it didn't look like they had. They had it in them this game. Yeah, I kind of had the same. They looked, I've just got here, they looked unshark like. Um, they were dangerous on attack, but they just couldn't keep hold of the ball. That was their problem. Um, I think it's a wake up call match for them that will make them very dangerous in the long run, though. Mm. Yeah, it's come at the right time um, where you can go, okay, no, we can't just go out there and half ass it and get the win. Um, we actually have to put effort in. So, um, yeah. It's probably not a. It's probably not great for all the teams coming up 
um, to face them soon. But as my predicted premiers, um, it might be good for me in my predictions. Um, mm. But uh, who was your player to stand out? Uh, the big man on debut. Um, I had to I had to shout him out here. I think you do as well. But just on debut, I've seen some of his highlights before this game and looked like an absolute monster. It was always interesting to see how it would translate to first grade. And, you know, if that debuts anything to go by, it's just a hint. Obviously, he's... He's um he looks like a monster. I heard some comparisons to say like Connie Harrell, blokes like that. So um, uh, they say that with any fat center, mate. You know. Yeah, but you, you got to love a big center, don't you? It's always, oh, always yeah. fun to watch. I um I picked him as well. I thought it was a great debut. There's still a lot of work to do um for him to be a regular first grader. I think Wayne mm. Bennett even came out, kind of said it. Said there's there's work on like conditioning and. Yeah. and things like that. But I don't even think he had a full preseason with them because he was still kind of like not a member of the Dolphins in the preseason. Yeah. He, he's there like, he's their lawnmower. He was he was mowing the lawns at the stadium and stuff like that um, as like a side gig while he was earning very little playing for Redcliffe. Um, but yeah, he's I think he's under the right coach to become something special. He's definitely, he he's a rough diamond right now. Um, and yeah. I think yeah, they'll get they'll get the best out of him, I'm sure. And um, yeah, thought it was great for him. But we'll move on yeah. um, to the last game on Saturday: the Rabbitohs defeating the Storm, 28-12. Yep, and it was five tries to two for the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker, Jacob Host, Alex Johnston grabbing two in, in his milestone game, and Isaiah Tass. They were the five try scorers. For the Rabbitohs, two tries for the Storm, Remus Smith and Bronson Garlic. Yeah, and um, unlike the last game, we actually got this one right and Simon got it wrong. So yeah. well, we, we we can do it too, Simon. Uh, you're nothing special. Um, but yeah, Rabbitohs, it was another strong effort from them. Um, it was a tight matchup um, for the most part, but they just made the most of their opportunities and they got too many strike weapons to take lightly. Um, they're a certain top four side come finals time. Um, where they sit in that top four, I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, you don't need to show it now, Paul. Come on, don't be like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what was your take on the rabbits? Yeah, I I think I'd have to say after that performance, they, they may be firming as I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
the new premiership favourites in my eyes now. Um, they've, beat, they've beaten pretty much all the other top dogs. They've, be, they've beaten the Sharks this year. They've beaten Penrith. They beat the Dolphins, the Broncos, and now the Storm. So they're very much in form. Uh, they look very complete and tough to beat and just sort of crystal ball gazing over the, the next month or so. A lot, lot of very winnable games there for them. So I think that there's every chance they're going to really nice run and, and firm themselves right at the top of the ladder. I feel like they're like that every year, though, and then they, they kind of fall apart in the finals. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe Maybe they'll go that extra push. But what was your take on the Storm? I think they're just continuing their up and down performances this year. Um, so hard to get a read on where they actually sit this year. You know, obviously they've had a lot of player movements, uh, a lot of a lot of outgoing players, some incoming players. So it's yeah, I think they're still finding finding out how to play with each other, um, and they've had bits of their spine missing at pieces this year. So that they've just been up and down and. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure of them, mate. I don't know whether they're going to bounce back and go on a big run, or or we continue to get this sort of up and down all year. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm on the fence on this. I'm doing a Richie. Um, I've got on here uh, the Storm were ahead on most of the stats in this match, but they just couldn't put anything together um, in their attacking sets. The pressure was on, and once you know the Rabbitohs put their foot down and put extra pressure. The storm buckled, which we don't talk about ever. That's not a characteristic from that club normally. Um, it's an interesting time for them, as you said. You know, um, it, it's you're not that confident. But um, when push comes to shove, they're always a title threat. You know, if you fast forward to finals time and say the storm won the whole thing, mm. it doesn't shock you. Right now, it might do because they're not being that great. But um, yeah, like Jacko's commented. Um, Saying Storm's lost the heart of their pack. They need time. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't see them being um, a title threat this year, even though I said when push comes to shove, they normally are. I think there's bigger, better teams right now. Um, but yeah, they need a build. They lost a lot of experience out of that pack, and that was always going to be the concern. Um, but yeah, that you always know they're going to give you a, give you a match. So, um, Thing. I don't know if we play them again this year or not. Yeah, I think I we do. Think, do we? Do we have them again? I think we do at Mount Smart. Okay. Well, hopefully they're bad still at that point. Um, who was your player that stood out, though? I'm shouting out Alex Johnston. Two tries, milestone game. Finally found the line again. I think he crossed for try 170, 171, I think it was. So, yeah. Yeah, i I got to give him some love because I... I tipped in preseason as my top try scorer, and he hasn't been living up to it yet. I mean, I've just looked. We don't play them again. Oh, okay, I must have been thinking of someone else. I got my little my little spreadsheet here of all the games. Um, yeah, Bulldogs, Broncos, Dolphins. That's probably a good thing because we don't tend to beat them over the past few no. years. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, sorry, I went on a tangent there. I needed to know. Um, my player that stood out was Cody Walker. Um, Think he's just playing really well. Um, oh, he, yeah, was, really well. he was out there, um, setting up some good attacking moves. Um, when he's playing well and you know, keeping himself calm, you know, he's doing a bit of yoga in the in the week. Um, they're very hard to beat. 
Um, so yeah, fantastic effort from the Rabbits. Uh, moving on to the game that I really want to talk about. First game on Sunday, uh, Tigers defeating the Dragons 18-16. to 16. So. Yep, my spite tip backfired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> three tries apiece uh, for the Dragons, uh, Michele Revalawa and Jaden Sullivan grabbing two. For the Tigers, Stafford Tor, David Norfoluma and Junior Tupo grabbing their three tries. So it was just... Brandon Wakem two from three conversions and the penalty goal was the difference in the scoring in the sixth minute. Yeah, um, yeah I heard they're giving Wakem the key to the city. Um, so, yeah, Tigers win again. Um, I thought this was the entertaining match. This was kind of the match where I was like, uh, I don't really want to watch it, but I have to. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was entertaining, but both sides were doing their very best to throw the match away at the end there. Um but yeah, Tigers' scramble in the end um, did enough. They were just determined to not let a game slip. Um, not the greatest performance, but to be honest, right now the Tigers just they just want those wins. It doesn't matter if it's you know an amazing performance or not. But um, yeah, Jareen Bula is a talent on the rise. But my wooden spoon prediction, I think, is getting closer to reality. Um, but yeah, before we talk about them, what was your take on the Tigers? Um, they did the unthinkable. They went back to back. If you'd asked me two weeks ago, asked anybody, they probably would have laughed at you if you said they go back to back. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you said, young young rookie, uh, Jareem Buller's doing really well. He's made every post a winner um, since his debut and hopefully he keeps doing what he's doing and, and the Tigers keep doing what they're doing and they they keep marching on. They're looking a, a lot better the past two weeks. Yeah. And your thoughts on the Dragons? It's another woulda, shoulda, coulda, close loss. I think Dragons losing within six points has to be at very short odds every week this every week at this point. Um almost getting comedic at, at the moment oh. how, how they're just in games i'm sure you're loving it they're in games up to their eyeballs but they just don't know how to get over the get get the two points over the line i'm not loving it that much because they are it could one one thing goes right and they win the game so i'm on the edge of my seat um which we saw in this game um when they had that kind of poor pass that ben hunt grubbed through and then they went out to the edge and it looked like they were going to steal it. Um, but yeah, I think Ben Hunt said it best when he was interviewed after the game. He said they just played dumb, mm. um, which is kind of, yeah, I've just, I, I've been a bit, bit harsher, I guess, but I, they're a mess. <laughs> yeah. um, they made so many poor decisions in this match and they had a chance and blew it. And yeah, um, I still don't think they're going to sack Griffin during the season but there's no way he's keeping that job when um if he I, he's not going to reapply anyway um but yeah i don't know what they've got to do there um i still think that um they should probably bring um zach back yeah but i'm not the coach but i, I feel like anyone could go in there and try to fix it somehow but yeah they're they're a mess and i'm loving it Bringing Zach back would be good. I actually don't mind the Ben Hunt to nine and um, Jaden Sullivan in the halves too. I think yeah, 
I think that's got something to it. Sullivan looks like a talent. Yeah. Um, and your player that stood out? I had to go with Jabula. Um, yep. Young man, first few games, but he, he plays like an old head and he's doing it on both sides of the ball too. Not You know, he's not just sort of applying himself an attack. That's two weeks in a row now. Last week he had the try-saver on Cleary. Um, and this week he had a try-saver right at the end there too, which um, got, you know, helped, helped secure the win for them. So, yeah, uh, yeah. He looks good, man. I, I really hope he, he can keep it going. Yeah, I went with David Norfoluma. Um, yeah, he was good. Got himself really another good. try. Thought he played well. He actually looks happy again. Yeah. You know, there was all that talk, you know, when he got lent out to the storm and it was like he wasn't getting put into first grade at the start of the season and kind of looked like his time as a Tiger was over. But I think um, something's happened there where he's just enjoying himself again and he's playing better because of it. Um don't think that's going to help them this week, but um, yeah, fantastic to see the Tigers win. Um, very happy. But mm. um, this was actually the one I had penciled in before we move on as the Tigers' first win when I was looking at the calendar. So, like, oh, this is yeah, because yeah, no one expected what happened last week, but mm. um, yeah, very happy. We'll move on to the next game. Another surprising one uh, Cowboys yeah. defeating the Roosters 20 to 6. Yeah, this week this weekend was full of surprising results. Uh, was three tries to one. Ruben Cotter, Jack Goeski, Gos, Gos, you know, Goeski, Goeski. No idea. I, I hear the commentators say it multiple times a game, and comes time for me to say it, and I can't do it. Um, Chad Townsend, they were the three yeah. try scorers. Um, Angus Crichton was the lone try scorer for the Roosters. Um, yeah, what'd you make of it, Brad? Yeah, um, Cowboys finally remembered to play football. Um, it wasn't a blowout by any stretch, but they showed good attacking moments and defended well. It's a long road ahead for them, um, but they're heading in the right direction. At least again, they look a bit more confident. Um, they've got an easy game this week, which will probably help. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the Cowboys? Well, I didn't see this result coming at all. That's for sure. Um, None of us did. We got all of the, all of us got this one wrong. Yeah, they they have been looking much chop all season, but come this game, their defense was really strong, holding a team full of superstars and threats around the park to just six points. Uh, maybe the weather helped there a little bit. Mm. Um, maybe not. We saw the Roosters play us in similar weather and and did pretty well, but. Yeah, I think a win like this can help turn the season around f for the Cowboys. And looking at their upcoming matches, they've got the Dragons and the Tigers coming up next. So, you know, all of a sudden, if they can pick wins up there, get three on the trot, they start to trend up towards, you know, towards where they want to be again. Yeah. And your take on the Roosters? Just not in it at all, unfortunately, for the Roosters. Um Still too classy aside to be hitting the panic button just yet, but performances like this, they'll be wanting to get them out of their system real fast um, if they want to challenge later in the year. Yeah, I um, was getting all ready in my notes to write down that they were the first team to hold a team scoreless, but they were going to become the second until Kreisu got over at the end there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just continue to struggle to score points. 
perhaps not having Sam Walker out there isn't the genius idea after all. Um, they're too good a side to be struggling like they are, but we all know they're going to bounce back. The Roosters are renowned for not having the greatest starts to seasons, but always finishing off really well. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie and say I don't enjoy watching them struggle, to be fair. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, it's um, yeah great to see the Cowboys bounce back. And, yeah, Roosters, a lot of work to do. Um, who was your player that stood out? I put the Chad. The Chad? Chad, Chad Townsend. Um, got a try, try assist. He just he looked back to the best version of Chad, Chad Townsend when he's leading the, the team around. And, um, yeah, I thought he did really well. It's probably his, his best game this year. Yeah. I um, noticed I hadn't picked a prop yet, um, if we don't count Valens oh, yeah, from the Dolphins. So I went with Ruben Cotter. Um, thought he had an outstanding game. He is, you know, he's a tiny, tiny little man, um, and he goes up there against some big boppers and just does the work. I think he ended up mm. with like 142 metres. Um, he played like 60, 70 minutes. Um, he's just the little engine that good, mate. And... Um, yeah, really like I really like his style, so um, had to give him it here. Yeah, he's a beast, isn't he? Watching him go like that reminds me how much I miss seeing Jazz Tavanga run around. So, yeah, yeah. Um, near the final game, um, to save the best to last, Richie Titans defeating the Eels twenty six twenty four. If you want to give yep. us that rundown, absolutely. So, this one was five tries apiece for the Titans. Uh, Kieran Foran grabbed a double, Khan Pereira grabbed a double, and Brian Kelly was the other try scorer. For the Eels, Mike Acevo grabbed three, Clint Gutherson grabbed one, and Andrew Davey. They, they were the five try scorers. So, um, yeah, another game where goal kicking was a difference. Yeah. So, yeah, I got a massive effort from the Titans. Um, they started strong. They kept pushing in the second half. Um, so another team like the Raiders that, you know, they – did their best to stop their fade. Um, still plenty of issues in the defensive department, um, but I thought this was one of their better efforts for the season. Um, this was a game they really didn't have any right winning, but, you know, they they wouldn't be denied. So well done to them. Your thoughts on the Titans? Yeah, massive win. Um, after conceding very early, as it would be, Mike Acevo grabbed a try in the first minute. Yeah. Um, after that, the Titans clipped into gear and pulled out to a nice 16-4 halftime lead. And they, they didn't relinquish that lead. You know, obviously got really close there, but uh, I thought they were good value for their win. I thought they were definitely the better team out there. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Eels? Um, yeah, games like this is what makes the Eels a tipper's nightmare. Um, massive game for Dylan Brown, but yeah, alas. Games like this could be a regretful loss at the back end of the season. Is that thunder, Brett? It is, yeah, man. I got some thunder oh, going on. That's here. quite loud. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's what happens in the dangerous town of Auckland, mate. Um, yeah, my thought on the Eels: um, the di- discipline let them down. Losing Mitch Moses didn't help. Um, you know, if he if he was still there, would the goal kicking have been better? You don't know. Um, but, yeah, I thought they were on the back foot for the majority of the match. Had chances to take control in the second half, but they were panicking and making silly choices. Um, mm. 
they may regret this down the line, um, as you kind of said. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but this is kind of what I expect from the Eels. You know, they have a couple yeah. of weeks where they're really good, and then, like last year, they'd go out and lose to the Tigers. And yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm sure they'll bounce back. Um, they got a tough game this week, though. So, Tyler Tower, who was your player that stood out? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the comments. Um, I put four in. Um, grabbed a double. I just, I just love Foran. I've always been a big fan of his, and he's had some tough, tough times in his career. But you know, team grab a double. I think he's been really good for other players in that Titans team. Like I think he's had a good influence on people like Fafita. When you look how well Fafita's going this year as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's nice to see Foran go well. I picked Foran as well. I picked him before I found out that he broke his foot um, in last week's game and was playing with a bung foot. Yeah, because he didn't look like it. Um, he he looked. This is kind of what they bought him for. What mm. we saw in this game. Um, it's starting to click into gear. I think a lot of it's confidence. Um, you know, he just needed to get some confidence. It's definitely making the players around him better. But um, yeah, it's good to see. Well done to him. But um, yeah, that was magic round. Um, we go. I don't know what's first. Is it the ladder first, Paul, or is it the the tips? It's the ladder. Um, I was bottom, so I'll do top eight. Yeah. Um, this time, Richie. So first place still. Um, we got Broncos first, Rabbitohs second, Panthers third, Sharks fourth. So uh, pretty accurate top four normally. Mm -hmm. um, Dolphins are sitting at fifth, Melbourne at sixth, Titans are seventh, and Bruce is eighth. Uh, the bottom half of the table, Canberra in ninth, Manly in tenth. Unfortunately, the Warriors are down to 11th now, but confident we'll, we'll bounce back. Um, Newcastle in 12th, Parramatta in 13th, um, New, um, Cowboys 14th, Canterbury Bulldogs 15th, Dragons 16th, Tigers 17th. Sounds like the Melbourne Storms in Brad's living room right now. <laughs> that one went really long. I'm concerned. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Tigers, Tigers just need one more win and the Dragons just need to keep losing. And um, we switch that around and I get my wooden spoon prediction right. And I'll feel vindicated. But um, yeah. yeah, disappointed to see this is the first week the Warriors haven't been in the top eight. So, um, but disappointed there. But you're still in the hunt. Um, must win game this week. They get the 12, then they get the two the week after for the bye. They're still in mm -hmm. the hunt. So um, good for that. But there's some teams that, you know, like the Bulldogs, you know, basically, yeah, um, Parramatta. Parramatta to the Bulldogs, that space, they're kind of in that point where they need to start getting some games together if they want to stay there because there is, they'll start being a bit more of a divide. Um, at the moment, it's still really close, but, you know, in a couple of weeks, I think we're going to start seeing the top eight and bottom eight move apart. Yeah. And um, you want to go on to the tips, Paul? No, don't put them up. We can put them up because Richie's uh... back at the bottom again. Um so Simon got five out of eight um, this week, ending with a total of 51 out of 80. Games he got wrong, he got the Storm, Dragons, and Roosters wrong. He went bam, 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 and three goes. I ended up on five out of eight, going to 45 out of 80. I got Sharks, Roosters, Eels wrong, 
And then, Richie, you got four out of eight. Yes, the Dragons game, the spite pick. You got, got the a... Sharks, the Dragons, the Roosters, and the Eels wrong. The Dragons have to come through for me in one of these spite picks. It's never going to happen. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I, we're slowly uh, – we're not – we're not going well with um, trying to catch Simon. Um, I feel like anytime we have a good round, he either has a better one or has the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Paul did his multi, as you see there, where he picks um, a multi on every game all three of us agree on. And the Roosters let us down. We get so close, Paul. It's the, yeah. Well, you, you keep telling me that, that one week it'll actually come off, but um, yeah, at least it's only one wrong each week now. So it's getting, you're getting closer, you guys. Yeah, um, I did one because I'm an idiot. I do all eight that I pick, and yeah, the Dolphins screwed that up Dream for me on. early on. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so that was the picks. Simon's still ahead. We might have to have a discussion about kicking them out of it. Um, but we'll go into questions. Uh, I saw there were a few questions that you got there, Paul. So um, yeah, there are. And um, so uh, a couple of people ask us, as, as, "Have you?" Um, gone out and uh, purchased the heritage jersey um, i'll bring it up on screen so you can see what it looks like oh um, yeah i was meant to send you a picture for it but <clears throat> no I mean, it's all heritage apart from the apart from the uh, sponsor right the sponsor that, that, that's not very yeah. that's not a heritage sponsor no, no but no. That, has, that has to be there though but other than that it's pretty gorgeous jersey i like it yeah it, it goes back it's it's a essentially it's the first jersey style i got to buy with my own money um when it came out originally because my family refused to get me jerseys every year you know so as soon as i had a job um i went out and i bought myself one of those um the heritage i was like yeah i'm gonna get it i got the um as a member you get like a 24-hour window to get it first i went in there when it opened couldn't get one in my size I, was already gone. I don't think you can get any at all anymore. I think when I went on the website today, they had size small, which with the way that Puma do their sizes, that's one that you put on your dog. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get one. Richie, did you manage to get one? No, no, I didn't, mate. I'll, I, I want one, though. I, that's definitely one I want for my collection. Well, yeah, the only ones available in the store are junior sizes. There are no adult sizes left. And, and I definitely can't make that work. Uh, <laughs> um, and I believe they, they're wearing this game to the for the Dolphins game, correct, Richie? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So I'm going to cheat. I'll be at the Dolphins game. I'm going to wear the one from 2003, 2004 that I've got. You're, you're going to wear the original one. Wear the original one. I'll be an OG. So um, if, I can, if I can still fit it. Um, Pretty sure I should be able to, because that's the one I had when I was at my biggest, right, Richie? When I was like twenty-one. I'm sure that's the jersey we wore back I, then. I, yeah, I thought I believe you. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. How, how old would? Yeah, we would have been about. That might have been from a couple of years before you were twenty-one, though. But yeah. that one was, yeah. But it was still the same, similar design. But, yeah, it um, was. And um, so Simon's asking, yeah, what's the replica jersey from they went, went, went to the grand final with? So, is that that's not this one, is it? The one no, they played the, in the 2002 grand final was the black with the blue, yeah. And then the 2011, it was that Canterbury style where they had the black with the funny little thing around the neck, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this is because it's 20 years since that jersey. And that was when they, they made the switch from being like the wearing the the more blue in there and they were moving to the black mm. um, like 20 years ago. That was when they did the big shift to say, no, we're not Auckland, we're New Zealand. Um, so I think that's why they're kind of doing it. Um, and he, he also asked, what time is the Warriors-Dolphins game? Um, Warriors-Dolphins game is 5 p.m. Yep. Um, yeah, so um, looking on my little spreadsheet. Any other questions from anyone else, Paul? Yep. Um, could Metcalf play on the wing if he gets through this week's game in reserve grade? No. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a stretch, but it's a pretty big stretch when we've got other people that play well in the wing position. Um, yeah, he's not going to be there over Marcelo and Dallin. Yeah. Um, I I would be bringing him in though, uh, but not as wing. I'd be bringing okay. him straight into so the that, house. That, that's from Ken from Jacko. He reckons um, should have Metcalf in straight at six as Volks is a specialist seven. Question question. Yeah. So in my review this week, I said I don't care that he hasn't played yet. Put him in there. Um, Where he in at um, standoff six. Yeah. At number six. Um, he will be next week. I'm pretty confident. Well, not next week. The week after. Because there's a vibe. He's playing New South Wales Cup this week. Yeah. Um, so if he ticks all the right boxes there, come um, Broncos game in Napier, he'll be he'll be there. In my opinion, what about you, Richie? Yeah, we kind of discussed it. Was it last week or the week before? Yeah, I would have brought him in, but I also see the logic in giving him a run in New South Wales Cup to get some match fitness. He's been out a while. Um, I believe they're playing him in halfback, aren't they? Uh, the they, are, they are playing him halfback yeah. in the cup. Yeah. So, yeah. Looking at our team we've named for top grade, I think it's still a solid team, and it gives Metcalf a chance to get a, a game under his belt. Yeah. Um, and Robbie wants to check out how your uh, fantasy teams are going, boys. Go away, Robbie. My fantasy not, team's going rubbish. I'm not even doing one. <laughs> That's the question. About Saeli uh, maybe no, getting an early release. See, this is what happens when you come to the show late, Christopher. Oh, yeah. Sorry, um, we talked about that earlier. So you have to go back and listen to the recording. You can watch, you can watch that on the YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, or you can listen to the podcast. Um, just search for New Zealand Sport Radio on the Spotify podcast or your favorite podcatcher. Um, iHeartRadio is one of the ones I've most used. So, yeah, that's, that's all the Questions from the I, know, I know that won't happen though, Christopher. So we were like, it's not going to happen, but it might. We, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, um, as you know, knowledgeable as we are, um, but yeah, no need to apologize. What's more important? Um, but yeah, so before we move on to ours, I've actually got another question from Andrew, the editor at nothingbutleague.com. Um, he we didn't mention it in the um, yeah, fingers crossed for the job, Christopher. Um, yeah, I didn't mention it in the news because I knew this question was coming, so we thought we'd cover it here. We talk about moving or expanding Magic Round. What's your New Zealand Magic Round wish list? Best time of year, ideal location, um, and should the Warriors have a designated home or away game for it? So if they moved Magic Round to New Zealand, how would you do it? Uh Wish list, okay. I think it would have to be Auckland to get. Unfortunately, Brad, sorry, Brad, but 
Eden Park's the 50,000-seat stadium. Um, it's closer to the city. I know. I don't like it either. Um, I think it would have to be there. Um, best time of year, sometime between March and August. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Should the Warriors have a designated... I mean, Auckland's underwater half the time. You've got to take it out to Wellington. Surely we have at least one good day a year. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat Welly on a good day. Yeah, go on, bring it to Wellington. People um, can come stay at my house if they want. Um, should we have a designated home or away game? Well, seeing as though the Broncos have theirs as an away game in Brisbane. We should get it away for it. Surely they can afford us that same luxury. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the same. Um, I personally don't think they're ever gonna bring it here due to the time difference. Yeah. Um, the Australians are really sensitive about having to stay up. Uh, or it's it's different. They don't have to stay up late. They don't like it when it's going to be all. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of what Simon's saying in his comment. Um, but, yeah, I would actually, as much as I would love it in Auckland so I don't have to bloody travel, um, Wellington, I think, is better. If, if you're trying to emulate what they're doing in Brisbane, I think what Brisbane are doing are fantastic in terms of mm. being able to go around. But Wellington, you can have it there and still be able to have that situation of, walking to the pubs yeah. and all that. Yeah, you can't absolutely. do that at Eden Park. You imagine trying to have that whole stadium like they do, trying to go to pubs nearby Eden Park. It's mm. it's not going to do well. Yeah, you've convinced me. I was trying not to sound like a patriotic Wellingtonian, but yeah, Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, in terms of that, because it's not just about the games, it's about everything else around it. And Wellington, I feel, I, I might be... Paul might ease a bit more of a season traveler. I don't know what it's like in like Dunedin and Christchurch in terms of the stadium and the location to the the local eateries and drinkeries. What do you mean, uh, mean the, the, the Christchurch uh, one they haven't built yet? Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just want to come on and say, let's t- take it to Christchurch as part of the opening ceremony for the brand new stadium. Yeah, but um, Wellington makes more sense in terms of all the other stuff, but it will never happen. We're, we're talking about a pipe dream. Um, and yeah, like Jacko said, the Cape Town is a terrible stadium for the league. Um, yeah, I feel like you're too far away. Um, that's the only detriment to it. But they they want all the other stuff alongside it. So, and I was thinking oh. like that. They have like all that stuff outside the stadium for Magic Ground, where you can do mm. that shit, that big walkway in Wellington. That kind of, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're talking about something that will never happen. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't take it away from Brisbane. I think they do it really, really well. Yeah. Um, and they have the Caxton Street and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We, 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 As we always do, we kind of took your question and just said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we tried to get your location. Anywhere but Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sydney's the last place that can need to have it because they get more than enough. Um, and it's, you know, they get the grand final. So, yeah. you know, why? Um, and, yeah, I, I think the Queensland government, like Simon said, they're going to – they'll they'll be interested in paying again because they make a fair bit of bob out of um, all the people going there for it because it's always successful. Um, but, yeah, your question for me, Richie. Yep, so I just want to look over our, what our next six weeks looks like, uh, us being the Warriors. Um, so it goes a little bit like this. We play the Bulldogs away from home, have the bye, 
We play the Broncos at home in Napier. We play the Dolphins at Mount Smart. The Raiders away, and then the Dragons away. How many wins do you predict from this block of games, and will that see us back in the eight? All right. Uh, Bulldogs win. Bye, win. Uh, Broncos win because it's the origin. Mm. Dolphins, no. Raiders, yes. Dragons, yes. So I'm saying we're going to lose one. Potentially two. You think we lose at Mount Smart to the Dolphins? It's hard to doubt the, it's hard to doubt the Dolphins, isn't it? We just we just talked about not doubting the Dolphins anymore. Yeah. So we can't immediately doubt them. You know, they haven't come to Mount Smart yet, though. They haven't. Um, there, there's a there's a world where I could say we win all of those games. There's a world where I could say we win two or three. It all just depends on the situation. Depends what players are back. Um, but yeah, I the ones I'm concerned with the most are Dolphins Raiders because the Raiders are in Canberra. Um, put, put your put your neck on the line then. What, what, what's the record from that those those games? Uh, we'll we'll win Call all it. but we'll win all but the Dolphins one. Nice, I like it. So, what about you? What do you reckon? Yeah, see, it's harder when it goes against you, doesn't it? I think. I think we'll drop the Raiders game away. But we'll get the rest? Yeah. All right, so we both think we're only going to lose once in the next we're six prob- weeks. We've probably jinxed it and we'll go on a five-game losing streak. We have now, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, all right, so my question for you, with the recent comments about the officiating, uh, do you think the Warriors will see the rub of the green more this week or the opposite? I don't think either or. I think I think it'll just be reft like it is normally reft. So does that mean the opposite? I don't know. Um, no, um, opposite, I mean, they, they get like what we're used to. They get a few dodgy ones go against them. Yeah, so maybe that's what I mean. Maybe I think we'll just get reft like it always does. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think this whole storm will... It shouldn't come into the refs' thinking during a game. Everyone <coughs> should go out there trying to ref on what they see, uh, bunker included. Even though they still come up with some howlers, so yeah, I think it's just going to be more of the same. Yeah. So sitting on the fence as usual with you, mate. Um, we're going to see the rub of the green. There will be a few dodgy calls that go our way. It's in the back of the mind. John Paris planted the seed. I don't want They're that. Gonna, I know we don't want it, but. You know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, you know? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Um, <laughs> so that was the questions. This means we'll move into round 11. We'll start off with the Warriors-Bulldogs game Friday night. Um, well, did you say else or not? What? Oh, Warriors. yeah. Yeah, sorry. Christopher asked us, do we think they make playoffs? Yeah. yeah. I think they're a top eight side. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, especially looking at our finish to the draw. You know, we'd have to stuff things up pretty bad. Yeah, they've got a favourable back-end draw. So um, this was the hardest period. Like the three games just gone and the ones just before it were kind of a bit dicey. Um, as we said on a preview show, I kind of had them at maybe one or two wins in the first 10 rounds, um, but then getting them towards the end. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a yes from me. So, um, yeah, Warriors, Bulldogs, you want to give us the Warriors team? 
Yep, and there's a couple changes. So Chance is still at fullback. Yep. Dylan Wartenis Lesniak still on the right wing. We've got Marcelo Montoya who's moved to the left wing in place of Ed Cossey. So the centres now are Rocco Berry in for his first NRL game this year, and Adam Pompey keeps his spot. Uh, Ronald Vogman comes into the halves with Sean Johnson. Adam Fenor Blake, Wade Egan, Bunty Arfour is the front row. Josh Curran is in for Jackson Ford. Uh, and Maratania Kore and Toyu Harris are the other back rowers. Uh, interchange bench, Freddie Lustig, Dylan Walker, Dimitrik Sifakula and Tom Ali. Yeah, and the Bulldogs, we've got Haynes Perham at fullback. Uh, Jacob Carraz and Josh Adokar returning on the wing. Um, okay, I, I cocked up. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got Jake Avrilo and Paul Avrilo, the brothers. Um, right, it was a rush, I apologise. So um, Jake Avrilo and Paul Alamorti um, in the centres. Um, and then, yeah, the Haas, we've got Josh Reynolds and Matt Burden. Um Front row, Max King, Reed Marnie, Tavita Pangai Jr. Second row, we've got Corey Waddell and Jacob Preston. And then Raymond Faitala Mariner at lock. Um, the bench, we've got Carl Ola, Ola Apu. Butchered that, I apologize. Um, I'll call him uh, Carl Averillo as well. Um, <laughs> got Jaden Akambor, Franklin Pelly, and Harrison Edwards. So, um, yeah, Jacko's mentioned the Iberian before Valia is the price. From what I understand, um, Rocco had his first game in New South Wales Cup last week and um, knocked it out of the park, and um, Valia was struggling. So I think it was just you got to pick a centre, pick the better of the two on the day. Mm. Um, he was always the one that seemed to be the next big thing out of the two and has let himself down a bit with some injuries and some poor games when he did have his chance uh, i'm happy to see him have another shot um you know yeah but what do you take what do you think about the lineup richie i just don't want to see the ball in rocco's hands on the fifth tackle no i think they're better than that this year <laughs> yeah i think they are um yeah i'm happy enough with it mate i dylan walker was filling the gap okay at number six but i do like him off the bench and you know a lot of those changes are forced, you know. Curran obviously coming in for Jackson Ford, but I'm a fan of Curran, so I think he'll do a job. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree with Jacko a little bit. I was expecting Viliami Valer to be named there, but given how Rocco played uh, in his game of New South Wales Cup, he went really well. So hopefully, it transfers over to, to top grade. Yeah, and um, Jacko also said if we can't beat this dog's lineup, we're not top eight material. I think that's harsh. There's a good Bulldogs team, but I actually do agree with you. Um, you want to be able to beat a team like the Bulldogs if you want to be a top eight team. Um, Josh Adekar, there's still a question mark on if he will actually play or not. Um, I think he will. Um, and he's going to be uh, – hopefully he's a bit rusty, um, but he's always a dangerous threat. I think it's going to be a tough match, but I have gone with the Warriors, I think. You know, I do think they're going to get a bit of a, a few lucky calls, but I think they really know how much they need this win. They've got no travel. They stayed in Sydney this week instead of coming back to New Zealand. So um, they're a bit more settled. And, um, yeah, I think they'll get the job done. What about you, Richie? Yeah, I'm going with the Warriors. It's 
we've come through the gauntlet and and we have to win a game sooner or later. So I think here's where it starts. Nice. Um, and Paul slash Simon. I'm going to say uh, Simon's back in town. Um, call the SPCA. The uh, Warriors are going to be uh, beating up <laughs> the dogs. <laughs> We're going to be like Michael Vick with these doggies, is what you're trying to say. Oh, fantastic. Um, well, yeah, so that's that game. We'll move on to the rest of the round and our picks. So, um, first up on um, um, what do we got? First up on Thursday night, we've got the Storm Broncos. Yeah, um, I've gone with the Broncos. Oh, I know, I know it's an away game, but um, I feel like. The Broncos are looking really good, and the Storm is still a bit iffy. So I have had to go with the Broncos. Yeah, I went Broncos too. I was hoping you'd put the Storm. Uh, I was close. Oh. I almost changed it this afternoon. Yeah. Boys, oh boys, dear me, you got it all wrong. It's in Melbourne. Light, lightning is going to strike, and uh, the Storm it is. <laughs> right, and anyway, if next game was the Bulldogs Warriors, we'll cover that. Six games clear, boys. Six games clear. <laughs> Storm's wasting all its energy in Brad's living room right now. So yeah, first game on Friday we've all picked Warriors. Second game on Friday we've got Panthers Roosters. Um, I've gone with the Panthers. Roosters haven't done anything that great. Panthers, um, you know, they got the win I, at home. They've got to do it. Yeah, Panthers having chicken for dinner. Oh, you've taken my line. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the, 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 the cat's going to be in the hen house. Um, yeah, yeah See, I like that I go and look for all the news and stuff for this show, and you guys are sitting there thinking about puns. It's um, <laughs> great. So we've all gone with Panthers on that one. Um, first game on Saturday, we've got Rabbitohs Tigers. Um, I've gone with Rabbits. Um you know, Tigers have been great, but the Rapidos um, aren't the Dragons, so it'll be tough. I'm hoping to see the Tigers actually put up a fight, though. Yeah, Rapidos. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, yeah, Killer Rabbits. Um, sorry, but uh, those Tigers, <laughs> those, they're, they're, their growl is uh, worse than their bite. <laughs> As he, Jacko's leaving us already. Um, he knows Super League's coming, so see ya, Jacko. Cheers, um, next game on Saturday, we've got Cowboys-Dragons. I'm Cowboys. Um, they got that win, but it's the Dragons. The Dragons, a bit like what you said, a win's got to come, but I don't think it's this week. Yeah, I'm, I went Cowboys too at home. Dragons just keep losing, so Cowboys for me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the old uh, last two. <laughs> and um, then the last game I said, then I've got Raiders-Eels. Um, I've gone with Raiders. It was really tough. Um, but Raiders, Raiders and Canberra, um, got a win in doubt. Go with Canberra, yeah. I went Raiders as well. I was hoping you'd put Eels, yeah. Uh, sweet, so we're keeping all the same picks. Love it, absolutely. With the green machine, they've turned it around as you, as you said during the review. They've uh, on a bit of a streak, so um, Raiders, it has to be. They've uh, after those after a poor start, and they were, yeah, getting things going. Mm. Yeah, next up, uh, first game on Sunday, we've got Knights-Titans. I've gone with the Titans. Um, <laughs> look at it, Richard's face, he has too. Um, yeah, I think the, the Knights are showing more, uh, showing less than the Titans right now. So it'll be close, but I think Titans will get the job done. Yeah, I mean Titans. <laughs> the, um, 
No, oh, yes, and what, what in one for the Sci-Fi Channel, um, Titans to uh, to beat the Knights. Um, but um, uh, look on, on the old TAB, they're both a dollar eighty-seven. So um, yeah, close the, uh, the 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 TAB cannot split them, but um, we're all going Titans. So interesting there that uh, we're we're unanimous, but the TAB doesn't agree. Um, it's going to be interesting for you because so far we've all agreed on seven, uh, six games out of the seven we've talked about. Um, last game, though, Seagulls, Sharks, I've gone with Sharks. Um, there's no way they're losing this one after losing last week. Yeah, I agree completely. Bounce back game for the Sharks. Yeah, the Seagulls are going to sweep in for a fish and uh, find it's bigger than uh, bigger than it's expecting and uh, going to get eaten. So, yeah, <laughs> so, the Sharks are doing. So we've picked every game the same except for the first one, Storm Broncos, Paul. That's, That's a big correct. multi. That's a That's big a multi. multi. Um, you watch. This will be the one you get right, and we'll all be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, some so good I'm, games in there, though. So I'll just, yeah, bring up that, uh, games. I'll just bring up that multi for you. So to, uh, but as you say, yeah, it's, uh, it'll, be, um, it'll be a big... Uh, Big win if uh, if it does come up. Um, and you only put two dollars on, folks. There's no so do gamble responsibly. Um, but um, yeah, yes, we leave the me. irresponsible gambling for me. The, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, let's just take away the ticker from the bottom there. By the way, don't forget um, that yeah, that two dollars could turn into forty-two dollars if um, if that multi comes off. So there we go. Um, nice. There's no, I mean, looking at those odds, the only real dead cert game is the uh, Rapitos Tigers at $1.15. Um, the next one is $1.43 for the Cowboys against uh, the Dragons. So, look, it's there's there's a lot of if this one comes off, I'll be I'll be amazed. Let's be blunt. Um, but um, yeah, there's I say there's only one dead cert game uh, this weekend by the looks of it. All the rest look like it's going to be a a, a good weekend of, of, uh, of footy. There's no such thing as a dead cert game in the NRL ball. Um, Apart from the Panthers versus the Tigers. Um, well, no, yeah, the Panthers-Tigers, that one <laughs> blew up in everyone's face. Um, but, yeah, so um, hopefully, fingers crossed that goes on, um, Paul will either be celebrating next week or crying about it. So um, we'll discuss that when we go over the tips next week. Um, so we'll, before we sign off, we'll move into some Super League. Um, Warrington are now top of the ladder. Um, with Wigan second, Hull KR third, and Catalans fourth. Wakefield are now 0 and 11. Um, and bottom of the ladder, they, um, who have they got this week? Oh, oh cheat. They got um, Hull FC. So they may surprise us and get a win. It's it's the right Hull to play at the moment. Um, but yeah, the um, Wigan lost, Richie. They yeah. actually lost to Hull FC. So yeah. Um, if Hull FC can beat Wigan, they should beat Wakefield. But yeah, Hull FC defeated Wigan 14-10. Salford defeated Lee 22-12. Um, Warrington defeated Wakefield 32-18. Um, Hull KR defeated Uddersfield 18-0. Lee diverse, uh, defeated Castleford 30-6. And Catalans defeated St. Helens 24-12. Like um, that one. So most of the games win as expected other than the Wigan one, if I'm going to be honest. In my eyes, yeah. Um, but yeah, round the next round coming up, we've got Wakefield versus Hull FC, Uddersfield versus Lee, Warrington versus Hull KR, Castleford versus Catalans, Wigan versus Leeds, which should be a good game, 
and St. Helens versus Salford. Um, so some good games there. Um, but anything else you want to add before we sign off? I, I told Paul like an hour and a half, and we're just over it. So we're, we're pretty yeah. good this week. Not too bad, yeah. Um, no, thanks to everybody for tuning in to our extra long episodes. They're getting longer and longer. Thanks yeah. for your patience I'd sit there for hours, guys. I'd I'd sit sit there. For an hour anymore. It's like, I'll wait for one hour 30. I could sit here for hours doing this. So, um, yeah. yeah thanks. Thank you too, Paul. You do a, do a good job sitting there doing what you do for an hour and a half plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, stay safe, Brad. Sounds a bit rough for you. It's stopped now. It's, it's passed, I think. Um, I don't know why I'm trying to look out the window. It's black out there. But um, I didn't get flooded last uh, yesterday, so I assume I'm going to be safe this time. Um, but, yeah, cheers. Um, and Simon said it's funny. The bottom teams in the Super League are all from the same geographical area. So, yeah, they're all that's just where all the stink goes. Um, but, yeah, thank you for joining me again, Richie, and Paul for all your stuff in the back. And... Um, Remember to tune in to our show next week at 8 p.m. on Wednesday um, as we discuss everything that happens this weekend. But until then, thank you for joining us and good night. Cheers. Go the Warriors. Maybe. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 